0: WSJM News. Now, this is the five o'clock news block on News Talk Sports ninety four point nine WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Monty Package Company in Hager Township got a boost from the township board this week with the approval of a tax abatement for its new expansion plans. Hager Township Supervisor Izzy DiMaggio tells us the board granted Monty a 12-year break on the taxes assessed on the $1.9 million expansion. For the next 12 years, assuming they continue doing what they're doing, that they're still in business and so forth, they will be assessed at 50% of what the normal tax rate would be on the improvement, on the addition. DiMaggio says Monty employs around 50 people locally, and the new administrative office it's building will mean around 10 more. They've been an excellent corporate neighbor for Hager Township. They've donated some land for our community safety building, and so it was a pleasure to work with them. And so we're excited because it's creating new jobs and it's a, a whole new investment. Monty Package Company was founded in 1925. DiMaggio says they make packaging primarily for agricultural products. The construction of the new headquarter offices is expected to be completed by April of next year. Once finished, the offices will serve as a central hub for the company's administrative functions. The first 2024 elections might be more than a year away, but that's not stopping one local officeholder from making her re-election intentions known. More from WSJM's Ken Lundberg. Benton Charter Township Supervisor Kathy Yates is announcing she's already decided to seek re-election. Yates has served in township positions since 2012, first as trustee and then appointed to supervisor in 2019 after the untimely death of the prior officeholder Kevin White. Yates says she has a vision for the township. We're trying to bring businesses back. We're bringing in more stores for shopping. We're looking to the future, but we need need to hear from the community too. Yates says she's made a number of positive changes since becoming supervisor and wants to see the township's plans and projects develop to fruition. Ken Lundberg, WSJM News. The Greater Niles Chamber of Commerce has announced a new initiative to help high school students connect with employers via an app. Chamber Director Ryan Boschool tells us Emerge Skilled is a tool developed by the Michigan Chamber of Commerce. With it, students and employers can set up profiles that each can see. Boschool says pockets of the state are part of Emerge Skilled, but Niles will be the first in southwest Michigan. In our role here as the, the local chamber, we discussed the possibility of our local manufacturers, our local schools engaging with this platform to see if we can help keep local talent local. Bo School describes Emerge Skilled as being similar to LinkedIn. The chamber's working with Niles Community Schools and Brandywine Public Schools to set up profiles for students. We're working hand-in-hand hand with the CTE directors to help develop a set of best practices for for the administrators, for the students, and the employers to help this matchmaking effort be efficient and successful. Bo School says not only can the app help students find job opportunities, but it can lead to training often paid for by the employers. The goal is to get it up and running by September 14th. An event is planned at Southwest Michigan College in Niles tomorrow for the app to be officially unveiled. The South Haven Convention and Visitors Bureau is sorry to see the Nichols family-covered bridge be demolished as part of a Michigan Department of Natural Resources paving project on the Calhaven Trail. The bridge sat on a 150-year-old railroad trestle, and the cover is believed to have been added in the late 80s. For more than 30 years, the covered bridge has been a highlight of the Calhaven Trail for both both tourists and South Haven residents, but the DNR's plan was to start taking it out this week. That's why Lovers of the Bridge held a farewell event this past weekend. Bureau Director Jennifer Sistronk says the organization did everything it could to maintain the historical significance and integrity of the covered bridge. It offered $100,000 in funding to kick off a local effort for a new bridge cover, but the DNR declined. However, the DNR did agree to save and store remnants of the covered bridge in South Haven for future use. Sistrunk says local groups are now brainstorming plans to preserve and repurpose the original bridge's materials to keep its legacy alive through new projects. The St. Joseph Department of Public Safety has done a lot of fire training in the last few years, and now it's paid off. Speaking to city commissioners this week, St. Joseph Department of Public Safety Deputy Director Jeremy Connell said the city's gotten an improved insurance services office rating. For its firefighting capabilities. That's after the department decided to pursue a higher classification. We really ramped up our training hours and we really ramped up or improved the process for documenting those training hours. So you can kind of see how that trend flows and that's something that we're really proud of on our department. Connell says the city worked to expand hydrant access, improve planning, and grow automatic aid agreements with other communities. They also focused on training. We sent 16 officers to fire officer training. We sent 17 officers to fire instructor training, and eight of those fire officers continued on to become certified fire instructors. The ISO ratings go from Class 1 to Class 10, with one being the best. Connell told commissioners the city in 2009 was a Class 5, which is about average. In 2017, the city was ranked a Class 4. For 2022, it was bumped up to Class 2. He said that could improve insurance rates. Connell added the new goal for the department is to get a dedicated fire training facility, something not often found in a smaller community. And Doug Landers has been named the Rotary Club of South Haven's Citizen of the Year and recipient of its 2023 Community Service Award. The Rotary says Landers is a third-generation hardware store owner with locations in South Haven, Bangor, and St. Joseph. He was given the award for his efforts on behalf of the Rotary, the Blueberry Jazz, and Haven Harvest Festivals, the beautification of the Dykeman Bridge, and other community efforts. Each year, the South Haven Rotary Club recognizes and honors a resident of the South Haven area who makes a significant difference to the community while embodying the spirit of service above self. Landers says the award is, quote, really a reflection of the dedication and hard work of the people on our team at each of the hardware stores. He says he could not do it without them. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture and Duwazak, where furniture shopping is fun. As the 74th annual summit of NATO's members gets underway, Turkey says it's now supporting Sweden's bid to join NATO. The big big development announced hours before the high-stakes meeting that takes place in Lithuania. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan fielded questions by reporters about the timing since President Joe Biden had one day earlier talked to Turkey's President Erdogan about U.S. F-16s for Turkey. ABC's Karen Travers has more. The surprising turnaround by Turkey on Sweden's application to NATO prompted many questions about whether an agreement between the U.S. and Turkey on F-16s prompted the country to drop its objections to Sweden's membership. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan Tuesday said President Biden has been clear for months that he supports the transfer of F-16s to Turkey because it's in the interest of the U.S. and NATO. He is interested in getting these F-16s to Turkey and he has backed that up by actually sending the package to the Congress. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. For colleges and libraries seeking a big name for a guest lecturer, few come bigger than Sonia Sotomayor, the Supreme Court Justice who rose from poverty in the Bronx to the nation's highest court. But emails show officials frequently found an appearance by Sotomayor came with an additional benefit, namely the purchase of hundreds, sometimes thousands of copies of her books. Sotomayor's staff has repeatedly prodded public institutions to buy her memoir or children's literature. Details about such events were obtained by the Associated Press through open records requests to public institutions. The documents handed over offer a rare look at the behavior of Sotomayor and fellow justices beyond their official duties. Ahead of a meeting with President Biden at the NATO summit today, Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky has been publicly criticizing Biden's position on Ukraine joining NATO. More ABC's Inez de Quatera. Most NATO member states agree that Ukraine should, at some point down the road, be allowed to join, but that now is not the time because of the ongoing war. And should Ukraine be allowed to join now, that would drag in all NATO members into the war and would essentially set off World War III. So they're, of course, trying to avoid that. But Ukraine and Zelensky still want some assurances from NATO that this will happen. They want specifics. They want a roadmap. They want a timeline. A storm that dumped two months of rain in two days is bringing more flooding across Vermont. Many communities are marooned by high water and a dam was threatening to overflow just upstream from the state capital of Montpelier. A slow-moving storm unleashed rivers from their banks and caused flash flooding in parts of Vermont and New York, and rivers are threatening to overflow in Connecticut. One person in New York's Hudson Valley died as she was trying to leave her home during flash flooding. Officials say the storm's already wrought tens of millions of dollars in damage. Republican Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama doubled down on his defense of white nationalists while speaking to reporters today on Capitol Hill. ABC's Jay O'Brien is more. Senator Tommy Tuberville asked by reporters why he's refused to denounce white nationalists and continues to call them Americans despite their racist views. Pressed by ABC's Rachel Scott. And If the Democrats want to say that white nationalists are racist, I'm totally against that too. But that's okay. not a Democratic definition. The definition of a white nationalist well, is someone... My definition it is the definition. Tupperville also in the spotlight for a procedural hold. He's placed on all military nominations, stalling an estimated 260 senior officer nominations in the Senate. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, the Capitol. A jury in Michigan says a document handwritten by singer Aretha Franklin and found in her couch after her death is a valid will. It's a critical turn in a dispute that's turned the music superstar's sons against each other. The verdict is a victory for Kakalf Franklin and Edward Franklin. Their lawyers had argued papers dated 2014 should override a 2010 will that was discovered around the same time in a locked cabinet at Aretha Franklin's home in suburban Detroit. The Queen of Soul died in 2018 at the age of 76. Franklin's estate has been paying bills, settling millions in tax debts, and generating income, but the will dispute has been unfinished business. A grand jury was seated today that could decide whether former President Donald Trump faces more criminal charges. More if maybe he's Aaron Kotersky. The Fulton County Grand Jury was sworn in and will hear evidence about the effort by former President Trump and his allies to overturn the twenty twenty presidential election results, including a phone call to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger in early twenty twenty one. I just want to find uh eleven thousand seven hundred and eighty. Well, the two and a half year investigation also included other calls by Trump and his associates to Georgia officials and unfounded allegations of fraud pushed by Trump attorney Rudy Giuliani. Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. 50 years ago, millions of files were destroyed in a huge fire at the Military Personnel Records Center in suburban St. Louis. The July 12, 1973 blaze consumed an estimated 16 to 18 million personnel files, the vast majority covering the period just before World War I through 1963. It's believed to be the largest loss of records in U.S. history related to a single catastrophic event. The loss has forced veterans and their families to fight for benefits, medals, and recognition they'd earned. Some people believe it was an intentional attack meant to destroy specific records. Investigators zeroed in on a janitor's carelessly discarded cigarette, but no official cause was ever determined. And tens of millions of Americans are under heat warnings as extreme temperatures bake a stretch of the country from California to Florida. More maybe ABC's Alex Stone. In Miami, the water temperatures are in the mid-90s, and the air feels like it's 110 degrees. In Phoenix, it could be 115 degrees by the end of the week. And in California, the extreme temperatures, with even hotter temps coming, are drying out grasses that are ready to explode, says Eric Sherwin at San Bernardino County Fire. As we get into this heat wave, and we get successive days of heat, That crop is very receptive to burn. This heat wave is prolonged and expected to last into next week. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles.